The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Join 2014 Psychic of the Year Jennifer Schaefer as she hosts your Spirit Hour every second Tuesday of the month right here on Shea Parker's Best of the Best. Jennifer has been tested and validated as a member of Best American Psychics, Best American Healers and Certified Psychic Society. She is certified by International Master Psychic Lisa Williams as an Advanced Psychic at Lisa Williams International School of Spiritual Development and is mentored by Hans King and Alfred Ricci for mediumship at Agape International Spiritual Center. Jennifer is the founder of PsychicAngels.net where she gives back to the community by working with law enforcement as a psychic profiler and investigator. Her cases have been profiled on Dr. Phil and she was a reoccurring guest on the Ricky Lake Show. She can be reached at bestamericanpsychics.com and jennifershafer.com. That's Jennifer, S-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. Now, here is our host, Jennifer Schaefer. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I have some very, very interesting uh, guest today. My first one is Kathy Bell. And I call her my little sidekick because this person really knows how to dive deep into what's happening with us energetically and the pulls from the planets. And I would like to start off with her. She, is, she can be found at Empowerment, empowermentunlimited.net. Um, that is spelled E-M-P-O-W-E-R-M-E-N-T, unlimited, U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D. Net. And Kathy, what do you have for us? Because there's a lot of people a little shooken up. This, this, this is going to be a wild month. I haven't been pulling any punches with what I've been saying. The simplest and the least uh, anxiety-provoking way to describe this is we have two separate major processes weaving in and out of each other this month. By the end of the month, life is going to look very different. The first one um, is pushing us deeper into foundational evolution, changes in the structures, metaphoric and real, that we've built our life on. And it involves significant resetting of relationship dynamics and issues involving money and joint finances and sharing. That is, and that comes in waves like shock waves over and over through the month until between maybe the 20th and the 23rd, we hit a period where everything kind of gets pulled in so many directions that we're all just hanging there and staring going, what now? One really great description that I've heard by astrologer Celeste Teal is it's as if four SUVs will be facing each other in a four-way intersection with their engines running and wondering who's going to go. 
And then by the end of the month, then we see things very clearly and we have we know what we want to do and where we want to go with it. But there's a purifying and restructuring, rebuilding and letting go process. So it will be we're simultaneously clearing out stuff, rebuilding things and making space for the new. Interwoven, okay. interwoven with that is the silver lining. There is a silver lining. And the silver <laughs> lining starts after about the fifth. Uh-huh. Through the end of the month, we have lovely, lovely aspects that encourage and facilitate coming to peace with long-standing, abiding emotional wounds, letting up on ourselves, forgiving ourselves for being human, feeling uh, a greater connection to all of life, opening our hearts, understanding that we're all in this together, and at the same time having a greater sense of connection to forces bigger than what's happening on this planet. So even though some startling and in some cases drastic events are going to play out, Mm -hmm. we'll feel a lot better about ourselves and our individual lives as we get through them. Okay. That actually sounds a little bit like Mercury going the other way. but um, Much uh, more intense. This is much more intense, or is Mercury going retrograde? Oh, no, no, this is nothing. Mercury retrograde is nothing compared to what we're going through. This is the next stage in major, major reworking that's been happening for at least two years, and everybody everybody can look back to the period between Christmas Eve and New Year's, notice what came to the surface then and said, Something's radically different in your right. in your situation, your circumstances, your relationships, something that's coming back around again to be dealt with and deepened. Okay. Wow. Well, thank you, Kathy. Um, that is, in- as always, I appreciate your insight very, very much. And for everyone out there, please visit Kathy. She's an amazing um, attorney. <laughs> I love to say that. <laughs> and and uh, astrologer and very good friend. And I am very proud to be part of the same group where uh, we collaboratively tried to put the universe together piece by piece. But the, the irony of all of this is something that I'll be speaking with my next guest. And kind of like what you touched on was everything's from within. Everything is inside of us. It's not outside of us. But we do come here locked and loaded with different different ways to, you know, different things that help us. And I appreciate you a lot. And you can reach her at Empowerment Unlimited, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-M-E-N-T, Unlimited, U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D dot net. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye, sweetheart. All right. And for my next guest, someone that I have admired deeply for so for so many years. Um, Her name is Simran Singh. She is the author, creative visionary, transformational catalyst, and rebel humanitarian. She is a publisher of the Nautilus Award-winning 1111 magazine and number one rated 1111 talk show. Um, She's the radio show host. Um, And she she has no interest in being, you know, a teacher of a guru, 
but Simran invites people to stand with her as examples of the new world paradigms. She is the author of, which we will be discussing, you know, we'll be touching on one of the many subjects, but uh, her new book that's out that I absolutely love, I have highlighted all over the place, <laughs> is Your Journey to Enlightenment. And her previous book before that was Conversations with the Universe. Um, right now, she's currently on the Rebel Road Tour, where she's impacting thousands upon thousands with her message. Her passionate style takes individuals on a journey into courage, fearless authenticity, excuse me, and presence through writing, speaking, creative expression, and experience as a rebel in her one-woman show. Um, I have just been honored, Simran, to have had you in my presence for these, you know, these last few years. And we have very similar parallels um, from walking among the dead to uh, getting conversations from the universe that really took us to a whole different level. And how I found you was wanting to know why I was seeing 1111. Mm. Oh, wow. That actually brought me to your magazine. And I just was in such awe. And then, of course, I listened to your podcast, which really, you know, you are the interviewer of all interviewers. And so (laughs) to be here with you right now, I just want to say thank you, first of all. And you have such an amazing message that I think everybody should hear because everybody resonates with it on some level. I mean, there is no one that I know of that can watch your TED Talk and not get emotionally tapped. Does that make sense? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. What kind words, what sweet, beautiful words. And I'm honored. It is a pleasure to be with you and to see and witness the things that you are doing in the world, which are just hugely powerful and sending rippling waves outward. And I'm honored to be a part of that and recognize that I am recognizing another piece of myself as I see you that is so brilliant. And I think that's (laughs) what we're all here to do is to understand that 1111 symbolizes, whether you see it or not, that every, every symbol and number symbolizes a gateway to really move through, to recognize our oneness and to start to celebrate one another as different aspects of ourselves, both the light and the shadow that we're here to recognize. And when we start to do that, we truly begin to change our world inside as well as the outer world, world that is uh, going on around us. Oh, I thank you for being here. And you you are absolutely correct. When you recognize yourself and someone else and you recognize you have certain things that bring you together, um, such as symbols, um, it truly is an amazing message um, that does have a rippling effect. And uh, right now you're on the Rebel Road Tour. And are you in Taos or are you in Salem? We just came back from Taos. Um, We were out in Sedona and Phoenix and Albuquerque and Taos and had an amazing experience. This whole journey has been an amazing experience of me really diving into 
my unknown self, the the part of me that I never knew even existed, but it came because I had to, I, I knew I had to move beyond who I was. And, you know, the astrological report that just happened is so key because right. that's where we all are. And this big square that is happening over April that everyone says is the big doom and gloom of our <laughs> lives because it's going to just come crashing down on us. It's only going to crash right. down if we're going to hold on tight to our patterns and our identities and who we think we are because because the gift in it, it's actually asking us to discover what wants to be created, to discover what can be new, to discover what can be unknown about ourselves. And if we're willing to go there, and sometimes that can feel scary, but it, but a tiny baby step is actually a big leap. And if we can just take a tiny baby step one after the other, we're going to discover that we're far more creative and expansive than we've ever thought ourselves to be. Wow. Very, it was very interesting. I know, as you know, there's no coincidences. And when I heard Kathy speak, that's why I love having her on the show because she really does get it. And I hear to hear it from her and then to correlate it within what we're going through now, even though I really didn't know, I thought Mercury was always the worst. I had no idea. Um, I always think I know a little bit, but r- truly, <laughs> I don't know astrologically anything when it, I just know the effects that it has. But boy, um, it's interesting to go back, like she said, two years ago and what we were dealing with then and having that resurface now. I mean, that just sent, you know, chills down my spine as usual. Um, well, Jennifer, you know, it's it's called the square. It is a grand square that, that is taking place. And if we just look at symbolism, because I talk about conversations with the universe and really looking at everything that shows up as a message to oneself, what is a square but a box? And right. so this box is just asking us to step wow. out of the box, just emerge out of the box, and then you've got it. It doesn't have to be painful, but if we're going to stay in the box, the box is going to feel tight and uncomfortable. And I talk a lot about that in my second book, Your Journey to yes. Enlightenment. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. It's a brilliant book, by the way. It really is. And I actually, um, after I went through it, now I just ask, you know, I put the, in- that's another thing, I put my attention inward, not intention. That was powerful in and of itself. That really, um, when you wrote that blog um, and put that out there, I'm telling you that was probably one of the key factors that for the beginning of this new year that I have used with everything, putting it inward. And we hear that, but we've always been told to put attention, you know, put your intention versus attention. So, um, when I do that, I actually just put the book and see where it opens. And I'm telling mm. you, every single time you have that that dialogue with the universe that says, okay, what should she know today? Or what should she, um, you know, give her a little insight? And it has been so, it has been wonderful to use it just like that. Oh, how powerful and how humbling. I appreciate that so much. And what you raised about the intention and attention, that's so key right now because we have always been so outer focused, so future focused. And that's why we have felt imprisoned and in servitude and tight and uncomfortable and not knowing how to get out of the settling in our lives that a lot of us have just settled into and then can't find the happy glimmer that's inside of our eyes. And if we just realize that rather than placing these intentions outside waiting for something to manifest, if we would just 
place our attention on the moment, on the inside and see it on our spine and our divine line is already present, on where our body is feeling and what our thoughts are thinking, all of a sudden we have much more of an opening and ability to create life and aliveness, right. which is why we're here. Oh, well, um, we're going to get more to that right after this break. And I'm here with Simran Singh, who is just one of the most, I call her my my chaos curator, consciousness <laughs> rebel. <laughs> we'll be right back. Try to make this kind and clear Just a chance that maybe we'll find better days Cause I don't need boxes wrapped in strings And desire to love and empty things Just a chance that maybe we'll find better days
You are listening to your Spirit Hour on Shay Parker's Best of the Best with your regular monthly guest host, Jennifer Schaefer. Jennifer is a certified psychic medium, psychic profiler, author, teacher, and healer. Don't forget to check out Jennifer's website at jennifershafer.com. That's Jennifer, S-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. And now, back to your translator of spirit, Jennifer Schaefer. Hello, everyone. I am here with Simran Singh, and who's an author, creative visionary, a transformational catalyst, and a rebel humanitarian. I also call her my little chaos curator because she she makes everybody invoke feelings that they don't want to really show, but yet are just dying to have break outside. Um, I it's an honor to be here with you. And I am so grateful for your work and the way that you are just raising awareness, you know, one person at a time by the thousands. Here you are, Simran. Mm. Oh, thank you. You know, we're just here to be real. We're just here to be real and intimate and vulnerable and show the truth of ourselves from our shadow to our light, from our pain and our tears to our dreams and our ecstasy. And when we do that... We open ourselves to life, and we give people permission to open themselves to life. And if I can just be that example, then I'm doing my part in this world, because we really don't need teachers and gurus. We really don't need people right. to follow, because there is nothing to follow. We're all equal. What we right. need to understand is we're here to celebrate one another. We are. We are here to celebrate one another, and every, every person, to, like you said in the TED Talk, um, I can hear a little echo. Sorry about that. When you said in the TEDx talk that, you know, if you see someone, that child, you know, what part in me is that? And when you see that person that, you know, when you talked about even the person that goes into a school and does what that, you know, what we've witnessed, what part of me is that? You know, and to really dive deep and the similarities between what you have brought out and what I have asked for because of the work that I do is to know the contracts with all of us, that we're all one. I have to work like that because otherwise it would be impossible. My fear would get in the way and it would be impossible to do my own work when I'm trying to help solve crimes. But um, I would like to ask you a few questions about your book. Um, Most definitely. Even though I could sit here and talk to you forever and ever and ever about <laughs> about the fact that we heard a little child in the background. <laughs> 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 and I, you're like, my book's about the divine child. Isn't the that the way one. magic shows up, though, when we're Always. open? It's so beautiful. It is so amazing. It tru- I mean, all of it. It's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, so one of, the, one of the questions, how does... Unique genius, reveal the fountain of youth. I think everyone wants to know that. Mm, mm. You know, I think that we all have this idea or feeling or understanding that we're human and that we've all grown up and we've lost something, whether it's our innocence or whether it is uh, our finances or um, our ability to love and be loved, whatever that is. And we're trying to reclaim those things. But what we're really trying to claim is both our humanity first, 
because we become that person that has gone into servitude or has died in some way. Uh, and then we're trying to reclaim our divinity, and that divinity is of the divine child. And as I've gone around the rebel road, I've spoken about really allowing ourselves to step into that place of creative genius, that that tapping that happens in the heart of something that we all want to do, but we make the excuses of why we can't right now or why we don't or why we don't have the ability right. or the finances. And what we don't realize is when we listen to that calling from the heart or the gut and we truly dive into it, even if we don't know how, but with the understanding that everything will be provided and the dots or the conversations with the universe will guide us along the way, we activate aliveness. And in the activation of aliveness, we open up something within the cells that truly is the fountain of youth. Because mm -hmm. as I've ventured on this journey over the course of this year, I have watched myself anti-age. So we don't <laughs> necessarily need the Botox and we don't need the facelift <laughs> and we don't need all of the energy drinks. We just need right. to dive into our dreams. And right. then we can watch ourselves come fully alive again. Uh, you know what, that's... I just had something just pop in when you said that. You, I think where when you went to Machu Picchu, I believe we talked right before, and I went to Machu Picchu as well for my, uh, just a few years ago, and that was life-changing for me. Um, what was it like being in silence mm -hmm. in Peru? What was that like for you? It, it gave me a space because I really went... I wanted that lover and beloved experience that Rumi speaks of, that the sacred right. texts speak of. And my longing my entire life has really been for nothing else than to truly know that experience, not wow. from a place of a being outside of me or above me or that right. is co-creating with me, but from an experience of I am you and you are me and I am everything around me and everything around me is you as well. Show me how connected I am to you. Let me have this experience of lover and beloved. Let me make love to my surroundings and have my surroundings make love to me in that way that we become one and we have that union. And that's right. what happened in the silence. I surrendered to a space where I opened so wow. much that I connected to everything around me. All of a sudden, my senses became expanded to where I was smelling with my ears and I was you know, seeing with, with my nose and your senses start to cross because we have mm -hmm. such an expanded way that we can be as multisensory beings, but we haven't right. tapped into that. And the silence allows us to feel that, to get into our bodies again, that lets us awaken to truly the presence within, the voices within, the wounds within, and the ecstasy and dreaming that we are. And until right. we give ourselves the time to sometimes get in that space where we can truly uh, make love, be love, in love, of love, with love, as right. love, <laughs> we cannot have that full connection to the entire world outside of us as us. Well, that's, you know, and you just gave the perfect picture of how the universe speaks to us. And, you know, how does one, though, who doesn't, have that experience in Machu Picchu, for instance, how does one actually begin listening? For me, it began as kind of 
a tapping, a, a certain sign or symbol that I just started to notice was showing up repeatedly. And we all get these conversations because they happen to all of us. There's no one that is void of having this experience. It's the degree of awareness that we have and our ability to understand that even the most random, mundane thing is going to be that conversation, like an insect, or like a a pipe bursting, or like a flat tire, or like an illness with a child or a pet. All of those things are there to tell you something about you. And as you start to notice what's repetitive in your life, and you begin to understand that that is really a message about you, for you, as you, then you discover that there's a feeling in the body that's associated with it, that there's a place in the body associated with it, and that it happens at a time when you're thinking about something, more than likely a dream that you wish you could do, but then your mind talks you out of it. And so these symbols and signs show up for two reasons. And the reason I wrote my first book, Conversations with the Universe, was because the universe wants you to know it's got your back. And it has many ways in the world that it will speak to you to help confirm that. And secondly, the universe wants you to finally trust. Because if we're radically honest, we don't trust life, the universe, God, each other, or ourselves. And so we're seeking, but what we're seeking to really do is trust that we can really be here and we can really have life in the way that we deserve. Right, and we try to find that trust outside of us, and what, and that's what, you know, your journey to enlightenment brings inside, yes. you know, within us, and not really, you know, as much as people, it's very hard to uh, view a certain way because it's one or the other, but it really, as you get to it, and as you realize it, you can't, you have to experience it yourself once you have it within. And once you feel that, and once you know that dialogue, you don't want to be without it. And that, you know, brings me to the next question. What is your take on only one of us here? I really believe there is only one of us here. Uh, I don't believe that we are human beings. This is a spacesuit. I believe even (laughs) that we're not spiritual beings having a human experience, because that means we'd be just as separate when we leave here as we are now. So that means there has to be a broader, larger mass that then individuates for a reason. And what would that reason be? That reason would be to experience itself. So I believe that we are experience experiencing itself. And if you have that philosophy in life, then all of a sudden there can be nothing bad. Emotions can't be bad. Experiences (laughs) can't be bad because it's all experience experiencing itself for you to know your unending, ever-expanding creative capacity as the son or daughter of creation. And that son or daughter is not a big gray man in the sky or a a, a great mother in the sky. It is uh, the creation itself. And so you have created you in this world. You're not on a journey. You are the journey. You're not in a world. You are every piece and part of the world speaking back to you as you. And you are constantly on life support. So what if life is continually conspiring on your behalf, always bringing you something that looks like an illusion but actually has hidden within it gifts to lead you to your power, your presence, your beauty, and your expression? I do believe that those gifts that are wrapped, that come as a dissected box that get put back together, though, once you realize 
how beautiful chaos can actually be because you're forced to look at things differently. You're forced to reevaluate who you are within it. You can make your own Tiffany box and it still won't be right or wrong. <laughs> it will be just like you said. It will be the experience of experience itself. And I love, love, love what you said about the journey. It is not, you know, we, it goes from that attention outward, like you said. That was so pivotal. I can't tell you, Simran, how that changed the way I viewed everything. That mm. piece of dialogue that you had at the, at the beginning of this year. Put your, don't say intention because it's still outside of you. Say attention inside put your attention inside and so when when we discuss the you know when you discuss that it really 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 brings that full meaning of instead of being you know it's not the journey it's the destination that's still outside <laughs> it, you're the journey that you are the journey yes it's just how come didn't you ever think like it was one of those things that hit me so hard like duh how did how out of all these years and all these practices did we not like you brought that to fruition in writing and it really struck a chord from within but how come we didn't think of it like that like i i still i'm still shocked by it you know, I think it has to do with the consciousness level that we have been as a world, and that was just a point that we had come to, and and we had come to a place where we really did believe it was about have, helping everyone else and saving everyone right. else and fixing the things outside of us, and I came to a moment where I realized my life is one big pile of dysfunction, and Every area of my life is illustrating this. So if I really look at myself, what is the common denominator in every single area of my life? And there was only one, and that was me. And right. so I thought, if I'm the one common denominator in every one of these situations, then there must be a good reason for me to be in this situation. It's not this random thing. It's not the universe out to get me, the God coming to punish me. It's not other people hating me. It really is possibly me trying to discover something about myself. And the only way to go up and out is to go in and deep. And so I had to go inside and go deep. And the further in I went, I started to see and realize the universe really isn't out there. There's a far greater universe that exists inside of me. That's just the projection that I've created. And I happen to create every person place, obstacle, and thing that I needed to grow. So they're really all me showing me me. And that's going to sound right. selfish, and it's going to sound narcissistic, but you know what? It makes me stay in a place of pure service. And right. if that's what it takes for you to stay in a place of pure service and pure love, then look at the world as everything being you. And then you can't hate. You can't hurt. You can't ignore. You have to be present. And that's what we're supposed to be here. You know what? And I cannot wait to talk to you about that even further. Um, I am here with Simran Singh. And you can, she can be found at www.simran-singh.com. And she can also be, you can also find her at uh, www.yourjourneytoenlightenment.com. All right, and with that, we'll be right back.
hands on the sands of time Know there was something that meant something that I left behind When I leave this world, I'll leave no regrets Leave something to remember so they won't forget I was here with your regular monthly guest host, Jennifer Schaefer. Jennifer is a certified psychic medium, psychic profiler, 
author, teacher, and healer. Don't forget to check out Jennifer's website at jennifershafer.com. That's jennifer, S-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. And now, back to your translator of spirit, Jennifer Schaefer. Hello, everyone. I am with an incredible spiritual being, Sim- Simran Singh. You can find her at www.simransingh.com. She has, uh, she has the award-winning 1111 magazine. That's how I found her. And she is actually the interviewer of all interviewers <laughs> um, with Voice America, with her show. That's where I actually learned how to even, what this, you know, why we even have a radio show um, is to bring this to teach, to help people learn what they already know, first of all, and to bring it the way that I learned it. Um, she is the author of Your Journey to Enlightenment and Conversations with the Universe. And right now she's on the Rebel Road Tour. Um, I am very grateful for you. And again, I could talk to you for hours. I'm going to ask you just a few more questions. Um, and this is just things that people, I think a lot of people have struggle when they start diving deep. They struggle when they do hear those conversations from the universe. Um, a lot of people still have that DNA that's trapped that says, how do you know where it's coming from? And um, when you, what, I'm going to pose it to you in the way of, um, are the dark and the light the same thing? I believe they are. I believe it's one uh, one piece that we now have to bridge together, and that's much of what my Rebel Road show has been about, because I think what we have been trying to do over the course of history is break away from our story, uh, put away the past, uh, decide that we no longer need to heal, that we, we're done with that issue. We don't want to <laughs> look at that part of our lives Thank anymore. Thank God, and I mean that. <laughs> Thank you, God. <laughs> yeah, that's where we have gone in the past, but the fact of the matter is, is the light begins as an ember in that spot. You can't yeah. see the light in light, but you can see the light in the dark. Right. And it's the ember that forms in that place that is what becomes the brilliance of full expression of light as we move into our own empowerment and our own experience of expression. And so when we finally learn to celebrate the dark, to express gratitude for all of the experiences and who we had to be and who others had to be just to give us the experience of stepping into our power and our voice and our expression and our health and our wealth and our prosperity, then we have bridged them and we truly have a full view of ourselves. Because as long as we only want the light, we're only seeing half of ourselves. And that is why we feel a longing and that is why we feel divided and separate. I, I do believe that uh, our warriors, what I call our, in fact, our rebel angels, <laughs> I loved uh, your conversation with him about that, by the way. It was, it was mm. fascinating to me. Um, but a lot of us uh, went through a lot of dark. And I know, and I am so grateful for that because the people that I help, I, it, you know, I had to understand what they went through. It, it, there was no way I could be doing the work that I do to help others without knowing that darkness. But now, instead of 
instead of feeling it, it's reevaluating the way you look at it, like you said, because to know that is that little spark, you know, to know light and to know what I realized was what I finally, finally got a fraction of was peace. The, when everybody used to say, it's always the simple things, right? Um, may peace be with you. When you really know what peace is, where your mind stops the chatter and you're just being, like you said, and watching the butterfly and watching the kids screaming and finding the joy. <laughs> Granted, they might not be your kids, but finding the joy <laughs> of, the kid, of the kids screaming mm. because maybe they're not your kids. <laughs> That's a whole other issue. But um it is. It truly is just an amazing, you know, amazing blessing to all of us. Um, and you do talk a lot about that in your book, and you talk a lot about that in your TEDx talk. Um, well, you know, Jennifer, I'd like to add one thing, if it's all right. And absolutely. a lot of people want to question, you know, why is there murder? Why is there rape? Why is there terrorism? Why do we have people that are hungry on the planet? Or why do people have to go through the hardship of being homeless? And if we really step back and look at those things, we are being shown the dark. We are being shown the shadow of life. And why would we be shown that unless it is there for us to see because we keep denying it within ourselves. So the longer we deny those very pieces of ourselves, the more we will create of that in the world until we get to the point where we can embrace it and recognize it also as us. So all this thinking of trying to think our way out of solution, out of problems and trying to fix everything, it's not going to happen until we embrace those very things that we want to condemn. And then we will see the world shift. But until then, we're going to continue to create these experiences because we're denying a piece of ourselves that is asking for love. Wow. And that that goes on to, you know, it's, what's the opposite of fear? What does fear really stand for? And I believe that's, you know, exactly what we're fearful of the things that hurt. We're fearful of the things that are like that. But like you said, we, until we actually do something about it, we're still going to be creating those experiences. And I, and I, I wanted to add one thing, you know, one thing to that as well. When I look into, uh, I used to get so incredibly heartbroken over homeless people and I still do, but I look at it differently. Um, knowing that that's a part of me, I also know that that person contracted to do that, to show me who I was within it. Okay, and each person, like even down to the people that have done horrible things, who's to say that they're not going to, if there was a higher level of a kingdom, who's to say that they're going to, if they chose to be that bad person that was going to go to jail, who's to say that they're actually going to go to, you know, that they're not going to go to heaven, the higher realms of heaven, because they're they're choosing to be that part of us that is, you know, really, really difficult. Um, It's just, it's a whole different way to look at it. I know that's probably a little bit too much for me to say without going into further detail, but um, it Well, the universe is neutral. The universe really is neutral. It does not judge any of it. We do. None of it. But the universe (laughs) doesn't judge a killer any more than it judges a lover. To the universe, they're the same. They're fully living out their creative expression. And if we can understand that those very people are showing up in their contracts 
for us and why they would show up for us is perhaps there's something within you that wants to be birthed and created as an expression. In your case, maybe these experiences and people are also showing up for you because your soul desired to experience itself as that creative and that powerful to be able to tap into and feel a oneness with every piece of earth from the light all the way to the darkest. And right. and this is your way of experiencing that full connection to everything that exists. And and your ability to express it and use your voice was another vehicle that you could use to truly know more of yourself. So if it really is all out there for us, it's been created for us to have our own experience of creative expression. And that's why the creative rebel is here. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, you are. You are the creative rebel. <laughs> you are that. You're not just Voice America. You're the Voice of Universe, <laughs> as the divine child on the playground. Which I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, it it has uh, it has been absolutely amazing to speak with you. Um, you have been such a huge, you've made such a huge impact on my life and you've made such a huge impact on the lives of so many. Um, I just want to thank you for your work. I want to thank you for your dialogues and for your continue, your continuing, um, (laughs) your continuing journey of the journey of being the journey and showing us what that's like, because that's what I love to see. That's what makes my heart, you know, uh, tinker around with crying a little bit. Um, your devotion is so beautifully done. And again, I just I want everybody to go to her website. Um, she is absolutely amazing. If you get the chance to see her, are you coming to LA? By the way, ever? <laughs> I have not gotten that invitation yet, but it will come at some point. And when I'm, I get that invitation, I'm inviting I will you. I will, out there. <laughs> I'm inviting you. I have a place for you. There's, you know, for you to speak at. Um, please know that. And there's so many people that would love to see you. So oh, I would people. be honored. And the one thing I would say when people go to my website or follow anything that I have done, please understand and, and do not put me on a pedestal. I am showing up in front of you to show you who you are. If there's something you admire about me, it's because you possess that. If there's something that I've said that has triggered you, it's because there's a part of you that needs to reconcile that. Allow me to just be an example and allow me to be a mirror for you to understand how you can step out, how you can express your voice, how creative you are, and how real you can be, and it will be okay, because we all have hurt. I know pain. I know what it's like to fall down on your face, and I know what it's like to rise up in the love that we are. Thank you, Simran. Again, Simran Singh, S-I-M-R-A-N-S-I-N-G-H.com, our our innovative chaos curator of consciousness. (laughs) Love that. (laughs) Playing on the playground. Thank you for being with me. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for spending the past hour with psychic medium Jennifer Schaefer your translator of spirit. Join Jennifer the second Tuesday of every month right here on Shea Parker's Best of the Best as Jennifer brings you your spirit hour. Find Jennifer at jenniferschafer.com. That's jennifer, S-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. 
and also at bestamericanpsychics.com where Jennifer earned the prestigious 2014 Psychic of the Year Award. Jennifer thanks all her listeners and encourages you to remember love. I see you